government mandated podcast is made possible by an order from the federal government. Rowdy joke desperados driven by a desire to steal your laughs and listeners like you. Welcome to Government Mandated Podcast. Uh, right now, the nation has been plunged into a moment of darkness, uh, so we're going to try to keep it light, try to keep it upbeat, and we're not going to talk about any of those bad things happening right now. No. So we should only talk about, you know, good and funny things. Yeah, we're going to keep it easy, breezy, and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Just, Just trust like you. I'm looking my most beautiful right now, and I trust you are too, Listen, I mean, I gave RJ some false eyelashes. So mm-hmm. that we could up his uh, coquettish flirtishness. <laughs> flirtishness is a word. Flirtiness is what I meant to say. Oh, well. Oh, well, yes, Rand, you <laughs> did. Thank you so much. He's got some lovely lashes. He's got a beautiful uh, nude lip on mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. a small amount of gloss. So it's not too blush, fleshy. How much blush am I rocking? Oh, he's rocking enough to look like he's just a little bit embarrassed about what you just said to him. Oh, perfect. perfect. You know, just the right amount. Oh, <laughs> Well, we're going to keep it light, like I said, um, and to distract myself, I've been throwing myself into my work this week, and it got me to thinking about like job interviews. Uh huh. Like we all have them. We all go to them eventually. And yeah, it, it's uh, part of getting a job. Is, mm. is that <laughs> that crucial moment where you sit down with uh, a person that you've never met before, and mm-hmm. they have to grill you about I don't know. Uh, your greatest weaknesses <laughs> so that they can later exploit them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the idea. Um, I've presided on a number of job interviews in my, uh, not in my current capacity, but uh, in my former position that I that I held. I'm aware of this. Yeah. Um, do you have a good one? Do you have a goodie that you well, want to share with us right not now? Not so much cause... one particular person, although I did interview some weirdos in my time. <laughs> I don't want to give away all their secrets, but I will say this. Don't come off like purposefully sycophantic. That <laughs> that puts me off. What do you mean? Did they come in and they were like, OMG, you ran. <laughs> do you know who you are? Not so much not so much like to me or to the other people at the in, in the interview, um, but when you ask somebody at for an entry level position what their what kind what any job in the world they could have, if you ask them that as a kind of like, haha, the interview is over question, mm-hmm. they'll say, oh, this one. It's what I've always <laughs> dreamed of. Uh, one day I dreamt about working my way up to office temp work. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of, that really puts me off when anyone answers that question like that. After I got done working my way through my job as a sewage uh taste tester yeah this is working uh working in the mail room isn't anyone's dream and that is where i was doing interviews for so you don't know that <laughs> this like, is my dream like this you, is this is what i aspired to as a little sprout way to crush somebody's hopes ran <laughs> like they always wanted to have a room for just mail like ever since they were a little kid 
and they would go in the house and play mailman, mailman or mail lady, mail carrier person. I mean, there is something satisfying about taking something from and saying, this goes here and this goes here and this goes here. Done and done. You know, dust off your hands and put your hands on your hips and say, I've completed my job and I've completed it well. I think there's also something to be said for opening all those envelopes, stealing all the money out of them, <laughs> licking them back and being like, mm, mm, I can taste what that other person's mouth tasted like. Gross. Sealing it back and sending it on its way. I don't know how anyone would accomplish that uh, in the in where I had worked. It'd be hard to do it. There's not a lot of places to go hide in a corner where nobody can see where you're doing what you're doing. Uh. <laughs> they carry a cardboard box with them that they just put over their head. <laughs> That's not suspicious. Mm-hmm. I'm just fixing my hair. <laughs> hey, if it, if it works for Snake, it works for me. Well, that's that's um, that's a good tip there for anybody who's uh, going into interviews. Uh, don't like the job that you're interviewing. That's for. not uh, what I mean. Walk in and be like, "Hey, yo, I'm just saying, I'm be too real. fucking good. I'm too fucking good for this mailroom. Too fucking good for this job." I'm just you saying, don't even, be you real. don't even need me. I don't even need this job. This job ain't shit to me. If you tell me, if you had, if I had asked you, why do you want this job, and you had said, because I want to move up in the in the organization or whatever, I'd believe that shit. That seems real to me. I just think people ought to be like halfway real during an interview. <laughs> I think they should be a hundred percent real. <laughs> you got to keep it real, Rand. I mean, yeah, you could just come in and say, "I'm going to work here until I'm bored of it." Bye. Or, <laughs> or you could walk in and be like, "I am made of all of my original parts. I have kept it. I have kept it real." <laughs> there are no android parts in me. Nope. And I they only would be like, oh, I like that about you. I only have meat parts. Mm-hmm. What up? <laughs> that makes me unique among humans. Well, this reminds me of when uh, I interviewed for the job that I currently have. Okay. Which uh, I did not get overly enthusiastic about, I, I, or at least not to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this. It, it was a very different sort of interview environment. Right. I'm, I sincerely doubt it was as formal. No, no. It was <laughs> this it was a very broy interview environment. <laughs> now still everybody in the room was wearing like ties. Yeah. I mean except me. I don't think I was wearing a tie. I don't I can't remember. I think I was wearing like a niceish shirt and uh Yeah. I mean, you knew what job you were interviewing for. Yeah, yeah. It was not a like desk job. No, it wasn't an office gig. But um I was interviewing for the job and I can remember is uh much like many jobs these days, you're required to take a drug test mm-hmm. in order to take uh, in order to get the job. So uh, they were giving me my drug test cup for me to pee in. Nice. Which is always like a real cool moment for two adults to share. Here, here's this tiny cup. Please bring it back to me while it's still warm. Yes, please bring <laughs> it back to me filled with your excretions. I, how embarrassing is it if you go pee in there and it's like a dark yellow pee instead of a like <laughs> instead of a like healthy light yellow pee? I'd be even more embarrassing if it's there like, was like I'm blood sorry. in it or something. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm just dying. I'm not healthy at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they handed me the cup and they said, uh, uh, "Here you go. The bathroom's down the hall on the right." Mm-hmm. Um, and guy number one said of guy number two, 
he's not going to help you in there. So <laughs> this, I, I think you can take it from here. And I was like, did you just make a, you just make a, like a dick joke at a job interview? Like, <laughs> and I remember thinking that and I was like, oh, so it's that kind of job interview then it's yep. that kind of bro environment. Yep. Okay. Well, if it's going to be that bro I guess I'll play along. And then I said, well, then you better get a back brace, big fella, if you're going to come help. Oh, man. Yep. I told I told my prospective employer <laughs> that I had a very large penis. <laughs> and if he was going to help me lift it, he would need a back brace. <laughs> so after I dragged my dick down the hallway oh, in the cup. You know, I think you told me this story back when you started this job, but I oh, I had forgotten. Yeah, that's been nearly five years ago, and <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it would be a fun enough story to tell on the pod. Oh, man. I, don't ha- I, haven't had, I haven't had a job where I've had to take a drug test. Oh, you didn't have to take one for your current job at all? No, I didn't. Huh. I, like, I'm, I'm so they performed a background job. check on me, but, they, I mean, but that was after I actually got hired, because that wasn't a mandate until after I got hired. Yeah, like even even sort of throwaway jobs anymore it seemed like have when i worked at kfc anymore nope no drug test when i worked at kato no drug test i just think they make dudes take drugs they are changing i think they make dudes take drug tests because they you guys are all risk seekers or whatever really you think it's you think it's a dude thing maybe it's just the type of jobs you're going but you had to take one when you went to when you worked at kmart didn't you sure did yeah I didn't have to take one when I worked at like Cato or You just looked so damn trustworthy, Ran. My face my face has like a big stamp on it that said, This one is totally lame. Not down. <laughs> Not down. <laughs> it will it, it This one does it, not like to party. <laughs> it did not help that in the interview they asked you if you'd ever done drugs and you said, Oh yes, one time I tried a marijuana's. I held a marijuana cigarette for somebody while they went to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, and I brought the cup back, handed it to them, and as they say, the rest is history. But now that I think about it, yeah, maybe, maybe every job that I've had in the past 15 years has made me take a drug test because, I don't know, I look like the kind of guy who does a lot you of You had drugs. a short haircut when yeah. you... When oh, no, you... <laughs> I was yeah, I was clean shorn at the time. You had a short haircut, shaved face. You were all like, Mr. Give me a 1950s job. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Down at the racism factory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a delayed reaction laugh because I just processed what you said. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe you're onto something. Maybe it's about you looking like you might be a guy who likes to party with illegal substances. <laughs> if maybe if I'd gone in with like interestingly colored hair, people would have made me take drug tests. Yeah, I just look like a dude who's got some like illegal Moroccan cheesecake on my person. <laughs> and by the way, that's not slang for anything. It's like actual cheesecake. Yeah, it's just like. like- Got like some illegal, like illegally imported saffron in it or something. Oh, it's so fucking decadent. <laughs> You'd think they would have established dogs for that at yeah. the at the airport. But, but the dogs get too excited to smell the saffron because they're like, "Oh man, what a decadent aroma!" I'm excited because I'm a dog and I love smells. 
this is a, <laughs> this is quite an interesting scent for me to come across. Yeah, we kept trying to train the canine units, but they just kept getting so fucked up on saffron. <laughs> I like to imagine dogs getting high off the scent of saffron. <laughs> Lieutenant Duke Ferguson is <laughs> is on uh, is on leave for the next three months. You smelled that shit, man! It'll change your life. <laughs> <laughs> is my tail wagging right now? I can't tell. <laughs> My ears are so big, they come down over each side of my face. My ears are so big, they can touch everything but each other. (laughs) No, wait. Did you see how I can't close my lips properly so my bottom teeth are always sticking out? (laughs) That's because of the saffron. Yep. (laughs) I got them them saffron shapes. Oh. It's taking a harsh turn now. Yeah. Well, that dog that that had the saffron shakes was a chihuahua, so it's actually kind of oh, hard to tell. It's just cold. Give it a little, a little teeny little sweater <laughs> with rhinestones, of course, what? for extra warmth. <laughs> rhinestones generate heat. Yeah, it's uh, it spells out bitch on the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that would explain why they when they see a shiny stone, people are always like, "Oh, look at that fire!" Yeah. The sparkle at fire. It's because it's got a little fire dragon inside. So keep you warm. Even rhinestones, which are made of like fake shit, glass and shiny paper. <laughs> <laughs> that rhinestone cowboy could survive in Arctic temperatures for <laughs> months at a time. <laughs> well, um, I think we've established a firm job history yes. uh, for both of us. Yep. So listeners do we do we have the gig with you yeah great i'm so glad you hired us i don't want to take a drug test so i mean if that's gonna be the prerequisite for me getting the job then i guess i'm gonna have to turn this job down (laughs) well that's okay i'm still here for you listeners (laughs) um i passed and that means we get to we get to hang out at the water cooler and uh, talk about, I don't know, prestige television. <laughs> You'll be all like, hey, did you watch the most recent episode of the Black... To- of the- Toilet Wars? <laughs> I was going to say, what is that show with James Spader on it? The Black Book? I yeah, don't remember. the Black Book. That's the one where he's like a prostitute. And he keeps trying to like fuck everybody. And he keeps records of it all. But um, yeah, so we've gotten the job. So it's important to note... Uh, then I know why you're here, because you want to listen to the show. But, Ray, and why are we doing the show? It's said in the deepest, darkest corners of the internet that if you play The Carpenters, Merry Christmas Darling, backwards, you'll hear a summoning spell. <laughs> okay, what's, what's the summoning spell summon? The, sp- the summoning spell goes like this. Tumultu, tumultu, GMP. Tumultu, tumultu, GMP. And it summons, it summons us. It summons our podcast. <laughs> like, it like, do you have to even be holding an electronic device? Or does it just start sounding from the heavens as though from Gabriel's trumpet? Oh, clearly Gabriel's trumpet. Clearly. It's just, you hear it from everywhere and nowhere at once. <laughs> from on high? Yes. It su- it rings in your head as if it is your own mind. From on high or from on high? <laughs> oh, you know RJ's doing a little like toke toke motion with his mm-hmm. hand. 
You wouldn't know anything about that, you square. <laughs> You're a real L7. Mm-hmm. That's me. It, no, that's very true. Um, so now that we've been summoned into this world, they must listen to what we have to say. Well, Whatever stupid, stupid garbage <laughs> we have to say. Ah, uh, there's a lot of that. <laughs> well, then I guess that makes this episode 30 of Government Mandated Podcast. Government Mandated Podcast is a podcast being made to avoid jail time. And because um, you have really weird taste in music. <laughs> Like, you listen to really throwbacky shit, and you listen to it backwards. What kind of hipster shit is that? Uh, I thought that was a good pick. No, it was really good. It was really good. So, um, I guess with weird hipster crap and, and, and hobbies, we should ask, uh, what, have, what haven't you been telling me this week, RJ? Well, this week, uh, since I already told one story, I thought... One good story deserves another good story. And by good stories, I just mean, you know, stories. Um, stories that I have. The only stories that I have. Come around, children. Listen to the stories I have. <laughs> I've only got four of them. They're all <laughs> Bernstein bears. <laughs> the art's kind of sketchy sometimes, to be honest. And the binding's falling off. This but, is the uh, one where the brother and sister fight. Uh wow, fucking prophetic as hell. Um <laughs> oh, okay. what I was going to talk about, um, since my sister is actually coming in for a visit this weekend. Yes. Uh and she's bringing my little niece with her, and she's uh my niece is turning ten. That's that's a very good age. That's mm-hmm, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh and me and my sister, we get along pretty well now, but we didn't always Baron Staring Bear Book. <laughs> And this story is about one such incident. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, we were living in uh, the Brian's Roadhouse. Uh, not to be confused with Brian's Roadhouse, <laughs> which is like a real sketchy dive bar it that I used like to it. bounce for. <laughs> I threw so many roundhouses. <laughs> Shout out to Brian. Thanks for the job. Didn't yep. even drug test me, which is unusual. <laughs> Well, they want they want their bouncers to be like a little bit loose, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, there's a town called Brian's Road. It was just like a, a little shitty suburb of Waldorf, which is a suburb of other places. Um, the burbs of the burbs. The burbs of the burbs. Yeah, the burbs was my favorite Hitchcock movie, in which a bunch of like prefab houses come down from the sky and, and attack. <laughs> was it there a Tom Hanks movie called The Burbs? There was also that. Yes. Okay. That's what I was remembering. That was a funny movie. Haha. <laughs> anyway, tell your story. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, we lived in a project near there. And uh, this place had a bunch of sort of like prefabby type houses. Mm-hmm. And behind uh, a lot of those houses or dividing those houses would be wooded areas. And we had one such wooded area behind our house. Now, one day, uh, my friends and I were all back in the woods because uh, I'm still part of that generation, which much like every generation that came before it claims that it's the last generation that played outside. <laughs> yeah, I think that there'll always be people. See, I didn't play outside if I could avoid it. And I'm in I'm older than you are by mm-hmm. ten days. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, grandma. Uh but th- I feel like there's always gonna be kids who live in rural areas or, or areas adjacent to, you know, trees and shit. 
that are going to be like, I'm going to go outside because I am a kid and I enjoy it. I have energy and the sun doesn't hate me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was before me and the sun established our, our rivalry. <laughs> but to be fair, it really has upped our profile. Like since we started our feud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really... You get in Twitter fights with the sun and you're like, hey, sun, you know what? I'm tired of you burning shit like my face. <laughs> and the sun's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you wanted some vitamin D, you punk ass bitch. <laughs> uh yeah so we were outside and we were in the woods uh you know climbing trees having pretend sword fights as you do Uh, yep we were really cool kids um i was probably like 12 i want to say way too old to be uh out sword pretend sword fighting in the woods I think and if Amptgard has taught me anything, it's that you're never too old. Never too old. To be pretend sword fighting in the woods. That's totally true. And if those grown ass men in medieval times have taught me anything, <laughs> is that you could easily parlay that into a career. Yeah, and now with the Russian UFC ring that does uh sword fighting, you can parlay that into a career, man. Yeah, you could be competitive about it even. <laughs> I wonder if they drug test. Probably mm. maybe. Only for performance enhancing yeah, stuff, though. Sure, because they want you to be on take, that shit. Take all the bath salts you want. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we were back in the woods for a really long time. Like we were, we were probably back in the woods for just hours and hours and hours from the, the time the sun went up till the time the sun went down. Right. And when I finally got back uh, to the house, like apparently my my grandma and my mom had been home and uh, they were looking for me. Uh-huh. And uh, they didn't know where I was. This definitely was a before cell phones. Oh, era. yeah, way before cell phones. I'm old. Back in my day, <laughs> you just had to stick your head out the window and yell as loud as you could. <laughs> we all had giant lungs. <laughs> like cheetahs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, And uh, I had been gone, and she'd been home for like four or five hours wondering where the heck I was. Uh-huh. And uh, so... I I got back to the house. I was standing there with one of my friends, and my mom was like, where the hell were you? I said, oh, I was over at my friend's house. Mm-hmm. We were just down in the basement. We were hanging out and she's playing like, video bullshit. games. Because I called? And no, mom mom didn't catch wise. Oh, okay. Okay. She was like, this is, this is fine. This story seems to check out. He's here with you, so he and he's vouching for you. That does lend it the air of credibility. And I was like, "All right, this is good. We're gonna get away <laughs> with this." And that's when my sister looked over at me, square in the eyes, and went, "Back in the woods." Back she said woods. it like that. Back in the woods. <laughs> I know exactly the cadence with which she said it, because that day it replayed in my head like the fucking predator. Replaying like, I'm going to have me some fun. Back in the woods. Back in the woods. Want some candy? Back in the woods. <laughs> I remember that shit so vividly. I was angry at her for weeks. I assume I, you weren't supposed to be back in the woods? Uh, Not really. Uh-huh. And not for, and certainly not for that amount of time. Yeah. Uh, I was, and I did. And I got punished, and I'm sure I wrought some kind of terrible revenge, but I don't <laughs> I don't remember that part. Well, your sister fights, I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to have her on the pod sometime. <laughs> she can tell me about my vengeance. And make me look like a real shitty old in front of all the listeners. I mean, more of a shitty one. 
don't know. Sibling sibling fights are always pretty like rough in retrospect. You're like, what the fuck were we doing? We were wild animals. Oh yeah, like I punched her and she hit me with a baseball bat. Those were tough times. <laughs> I got pushed. That's not exaggerated. Oh, I'm sure. I got pushed into the hallway and um, I got my elbow opened up by a light switch. <laughs> By my, my sister pushed me. Fucking light switches, this right? Is, this is the math teacher sister who did that to me. They're like, <laughs> they're fucking thugs that are working with the sun. <laughs> they're like, oh, you don't like vitamin D, huh? Yeah. Oh, we'll show you. Okay, well, uh, there's a little taste of my torrid, torrid past. Yeah. Uh, Rayan, though, what haven't you been telling me this week? <laughs> I don't have anything as uh, as personal. Um, so I saw something on the internet that was being presented as if this were a legitimate thing. So I'm going to tell you about it. Um. Well, if it's on the internet. (laughs) Right, it must be true. Okay, so you know how much I love some new agey shit. So did you know that you can clean the bad energies out of your house with just a glass of water, some vinegar, and some sea salt? Is that all? That's all it takes. No? No, like, weird, like, you don't have to cut off, like, part of your ear. <laughs> no, they aren't actually, They. I will give them that they aren't selling you some weird uh, book or crystal or uh, water additive that'll make you change colors or whatever. Yeah, I would have thought for sure they'd, they'd sell you some blue shit that you gotta <laughs> add to your water. <laughs> then that would seem extra weird, because it would seem like you're cleansing your house with the same power that you use to cleanse your toilet. Yeah. Like, ah, blue water. That's the cleanest water there is. Blue, blue, blue. Like, fucking prutchin' blue. Yeah, like poured on a tampon blue. (laughs) Please, we can't have red, because that's too real, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Ran, you don't bleed blue? (laughs) Uh, no. Anyway. Uh, I thought, I I assumed blue stuff came from down there, and that's why. (laughs) That's why they did that on the tampons commercials. Yeah. Well, that's why they did it in tampon commercials, and that's why they never gave you a drug test, because they didn't want to get handed your blue (laughs) cup full of blue stuff. Okay, now we're just getting really confused, because now you're you're saying that menstrual blood is pee. (laughs) It's not. You're like that English kid that everyone was mad at, like, a month ago. Um. (laughs) Is pee in the ovaries, Rayanne? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) It ain't. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, thank you for that anatomy lesson. Oh, so anyway. At, at, at Human Pog. That's a riff of a popular tweet. Oh, okay. Just I didn't know. So I read an article, and uh, it said that your house is an energy sponge. Uh, all the things that happen inside your home are absorbed by the physical structure of your house. And the, all the bad energy will tuck itself away in, like, hard-to-reach areas. <laughs> so what you really need is, like, a house loofah. <laughs> Um, Just get up in them. Get up in them <laughs> house guts. Well, you do need to clean it out because the negative energy can make you feel bad. It'll make you, make you sad. Uh, it could cause your budget to fluctuate. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's going to cause your butt to fluctuate. <laughs> it causes <laughs> your butt to fluctuate. Hey, oh, this is, this is so like uh, butt humor up in here. <laughs> Toilet comedy at its finest. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so full of body humor today. <laughs> And it could uh, break up your relationship by causing disharmony. So you want to get all this bad juju out of your house. So here's what you do. You get a clear plastic glass, fill it with 
a third up with sea salt, a third up with water, and the last third with white vinegar. And then you just sit that shit down and check it in 24 hours. And if it looks the same as it did when you set it down, it's gr- that's great. You cleaned that zone. It's good to go. Okay. If it, do- <laughs> if it does nothing, it has in fact done something. If you come back and there are bubbles or smudges on the glass, that means it captured badge energy, but there's still bad energy in that zone. So you gotta <laughs> you gotta take that bad water full of bad energy and flush it down the toilet. <laughs> okay, so it is toilet water you gotta put all over your house. I knew it. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. This energy water? You mean like from out the toilet? <laughs> So you just put that, you do that all over your house until it all comes up clear. Good Lord. <laughs> I feel like this is, they're missing a business opportunity. Here. Right. You could have sold your, your special like pixie dust little fucking um, Alka-Seltzer tablet. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it could have been just a solution that's like in a, in a great big pine salt like bottle. Yeah. One third salt, one third vinegar, one third water. <laughs> you don't have to tell them that's, that's what's up. Oddly enough, if you take all the bad energy from your house and you pour it over, like, some potato chips. Uh-huh. It's going to taste pretty all right. Yeah, they're not terrible. Except for the water making the chips all soggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like a soggy chip? We all like a soggy chip. Yeah, I mean, the na- this the name chip implies a crispness, you know, that you're not going to get if it's a sog chip. Soggy chips is my favorite British prog band. <laughs> So they call poutine. <laughs> Soggy chips? <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> it's the national dish of my my face. I th- you were going to say my butt. I saw it. <laughs> I saw the word butt. Leave your mouth. <laughs> number one. Number one French fried potato dish of my butt. Can't, can't stop talking about that butt. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you well, that, that story. Well, is, that is a fantastic <laughs> uh, bit of Pinterest advice for us all. <laughs> but I think we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and take a little time to get our own house in order. Yeah. Um, and while we're doing that, why don't you listen to some of these commercials for fantastic real products. Hello, adventurers. Welcome to Trilby Pork Pie's Adventurer's Emporium. I'm Trilby Pork Pie. I know that you're in the market for adventuring specialty items. Your perception check reveals the broadsword, a sword only wieldable by women, girls, females, and other synonyms. No boys allowed. The dunce's hat will give you the appearance of the class fool, but grants advantage on all actually checks. The Ring of Fire grants its wearer the ability to change their voice at will to that of a trail-weary bard. Goes great with an all-black ensemble. The codpiece of it bigot. I think you know what that one does. Wink! So bring your coin purse and let me unencumber you at Trilby Pork Pie's Adventures Emporium. Hey. Hey, RJ. No, but, but, hey, what? Don't go to sleep. It's time for a game. I wanted to nap. <laughs> um, it's game time. So here's what we're going to play. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. 
Is this the real life or is this just fantasy? Yay! I'm going to beat this game. But <laughs> before I beat this game, you should probably explain how this game works. Okay. Um, in this game, what I do is I tell RJ something. I'll give him a name of, of a thing or a type of thing. Anyway, I will tell him the name of a thing. <laughs> And he will uh, tell me if it's a real life thing or if it's something from fantasy, fiction, science fiction. All of those are fine. You're going to give me a name of a John Carpenter <laughs> or a Ben Grimm. <laughs> or um, or a hand that's uh, decapitated from the butt. Decapitated. It. That's not decapitated <laughs> if it's a hand, RJ. No, unless the hand is its head. Hand-capitated. It's a disembodied hand, is what you want. Yeah, that'd be a word that, mm-hmm. that, that I might want to use. A uh, uh, a hand alone. <laughs> oh, just think, somewhere out there, there's a handless horseman <laughs> just trying to hold on to those reins and a pumpkin <laughs> with one mitt. That's a it's tough like, job. This is for the birds, <laughs> is what it's thinking. <laughs> Um, so I tell RJ the name of a thing, and he decides whether it's a thing from real life or a thing from fantasies, fictions, whatever's not real life. And uh, then I tell him what it really is. This is the game. It's just that easy. Well, that sounds like a game I'll be very good at. And here's my advice to you when playing this game with me. You always let the RJ win. <laughs> let the Wookiee win. Let the, let the RJ win, because he looks like a Wookiee. I, I'm, With all that I'm face hair. I'm very hairy. I'm very hairy. Yeah, you do got a lot of face hair. Especially right now. You have not shaved for a minute. I'm very hairy. I have a bandolier. <laughs> and... You do have a bandolier now. I bought him a fake-ass, terrible bandolier from the Halloween shop for the Halloween. I do. I have a bandolier. <laughs> I'm very hairy. And people love to test me for drugs, just like Chewbacca. <laughs> I can see it. Chewie's like, oh, you go to pick the pick the fucking Wookiee out of the line. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what's uh, what's the first thing that you have on your list of things, Ryan? All right. So, RJ, I want you to tell me about Abraham Lake. Abraham Lake? Abraham Lake. Okay, well, Abraham Lake uh, is a... You have to say real life or fantasy before you launch into your... Before I launch into my thing? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, it is a fantasy okay. thing. Okay. And what Abraham Lake is, is it is a rebel leader <laughs> from the uh, time travel romance books Oh. that take place... Uh, during the Civil War, <laughs> or, or sorry, just after the Civil War. Sorry, I'm confusing my time. My time. Right, right, right. They take place just after the Civil just War. Just after the war. Yeah. Now this guy was born uh, to uh, some freed slaves, uh-huh. and was named after the uh, former president. Uh-huh. And Abraham Lake goes on to lead a resistance movement. And what are they resisting? You might ask. Since the war's over. Good question. <laughs> Very good question. I hadn't thought this far ahead. I've totally thought this far ahead because I've read this real book. This book sounds pretty good, actually. I'd read the fuck out of this yeah. book. And, um. and in this real book, Abraham Lake is leading a resistance against people who go, 
really, really, really. <laughs> Anytime there needs to be like a hilarious joke. And he does so by walking up to those people and going, really, really. Oh, you're going to use really as the punchline for everything? Really, <laughs> really. I feel like you're harping on a pet peeve of yours, RJ. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this author just had a real... <laughs> A real grudge uh, against that. But yeah, and so our heroine, uh, she falls in right. love with him. Time travel uh, romance, yes, you said. So where's she from? Uh, she is from the year 2092. Oh, okay. Yeah, she Shit's was- It's mad different. Yeah, she was born in like a test tube. <laughs> so she's, she's got to explain test tubes to him? <laughs> well, she's got to explain test tubes and he's got to explain old fashioned good old fucking- <laughs> All American fuckery. And she's like, you know what? I've learned what love is after <laughs> after I've met a dick. <laughs> yep. And then she dies of cholera in like two oh. days. <laughs> That's terrible. She's like, oh, we don't have bacteria and diseases in our town. <laughs> she just crumples up and dies yep. immediately. <laughs> two days. This whole book takes place over two days. RJ, that sounds like a great fucking book. And I wish I could read it. I wish it was really a fantasy novel that i could read but i can't because this is a real life place abraham lake no (laughs) uh so abraham lake is an artificial lake in northern saskatchewan canada uh but what happens there is that um when it freezes the methane produced by the bacteria in the lake is frozen in sort of like a weird visible column of bubbles i'm gonna show rj a picture because i thought it was cool af uh, it looks like a little bit like one of those uh, coffee tables you'll see that's got like little slices cut out in like a clear portion so you can see up through it. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. What it reminds me of is if a frozen lake had little frozen lily pads on it. Yeah, yeah, but they go kinda... like down into the water, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty neat looking. Uh, so anybody who's in, I don't know, Regina who hasn't <laughs> seen that. It's it's pretty cool. Go look up some pictures of uh, go Abraham look at your, Lake. Go look at your freaking natural wonders, Reginians. <laughs> Is that what they call themselves? I don't know. Reginers. <laughs> <laughs> You're being a real Regina right now, Ryan. Uh, I, I'm giving you a hard time right now, Saskatchewan, but uh, we, we've got it just as bad here in America. If you're from Dixville... That's true. Just guess the jokes that get made if you're from Dix- Dixville, Ohio. There's a Fort Gay here in West Virginia. Damn right there is. <laughs> and I was going to say that it's fabulous, but you know what? That's a problematic joke. Yeah. It's, you know what? All right. <laughs> I really wish that they would make it into an actual port for gay for gay people, though. Like, you go there and it's like, this is where we all come hang. Yeah, we just come out here <laughs> and we, we do our military trills. <laughs> We march about the courtyard. <laughs> that would be hella cool. Don't think that's what's up, though. All right, RJ. Tell me about Federation Day. Okay, Federation Day is a real-life thing. Okay. You told me to tell you the, the, yes. the real life or fantasy first. Sometimes you make it hard for me to determine what you think it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it is a real-life thing, and it is celebrating... Uh, we're going to stick with the Canadian theme here, uh-huh. and we're going to say that it is celebrating the day, uh, 
the provinces of Canada finally uh, signed uh, a document making soggy crisps <laughs> their national dish. Okay, okay, that's a good guess. Way to call back to soggy crisps. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid that that's incorrect, though. You guessed real life. This is a fantasy, <sighs> i.e. it's science fiction. It's the second Monday in October celebrating the founding of the United Federation of Planets on October 9th, 2161 in Star Trek. Ah. See, I almost went with Star Trek on account of Federation. And you were like, that's too obvious. Yeah, I really did. I was hoping for the double fake out there. You did. You got me. You got me. You got me with that lovely little triple deke your daddy taught you. (laughs) Okay, well, what's the next one? All right. I got to try to get three in a row here. Well, you could get three in a row wrong if you get the next one. Let's see. Let's go with the Colossi of Memnon. Okay, the Colossi of Memnon sounds so much like a fantasy thing that it's a <laughs> fucking real thing. Like, it just is. It just is. And the Colossi of Memnon uh, are two giant Grecian statues uh-huh. that are portrayed uh, over uh, a parting in a chasm that uh, many merchant vessels arrive in, and these two figures are shown totally making out oh and those two dudes are poseidon and zeus i love it and they're brothers and it's incestuous as hell a lot of harry a lot of harry potter fans are into that the greeks don't even care man (laughs) that's what we call filial love man yep the ocean meets the sky and then it gets hot (laughs) as hell What's there's a lot thing? of there's a lot of beard tangling i assume <laughs> yeah that's okay they just got they got enough product in there smooth that stuff right out okay so yes you are correct real life this is a real life thing and it is in fact two statues but i guess colossi gives that away uh the colossi of memnon are two massive stone statues of the pharaoh amenhotep the third uh the original function they had was to stand guard at the entrance of his tomb uh, the northern colossus was damaged and the top half fell off. And the lower half was reported to sing at dawn. It would make a noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name Memnon comes from an African hero of the Trojan War, whose mother was said to be the goddess of the dawn, hence the singing. Uh, the Romans thought the statues were of this Memnon character, and so they became a, an early Roman tourist attraction. And in fact, they are. Uh, there's a bunch of graffiti all over them from Roman people <laughs> saying, "Hey, I was here." Freaking Romans, <laughs> am I right? All that graffiti. But to be fair, if you spent as long as they did waiting in line <laughs> to get to the attraction, you get a little bit antsy. You get a little yeah. bit bored. Yeah. And then by the time you get there, you want to like make it count, leave your mark. And there wasn't photographs, so you had to do something. That's true. That's true. They even uh, restored the broken statue, which uh, if you go look at a picture of it, you can see where they restored it because they made it out of like blocks instead of one big piece of stone. Well, that's still pretty impressive. So, you know, dicks out for Memnon then. (laughs) Okay, Ran, what is the next thing? Ho-hoke. 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 All one word? Yes. How's it spelled? H-O-H-O-Q. Okay. Ho-hoke. Now I know exactly what it is because you spelled it. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. It's a real thing. Uh-huh. 
and hohok is uh, a dish served uh, in the Swiss Alps. Uh, it is a delightful uh, dessert treat <laughs> in which uh, a chocolate pastry is uh, twirled around a cream filling. Ooh. And uh, uh, now we here in America have bastardized it, and we actually call it the ho-ho. But oh. it's actually, in originally, I see. it's the ho-hoke, or Swiss roll, if you will. <laughs> so you didn't realize I was describing a Swiss roll, did you? It was very... Oh, man. RJ, that was excellent. That was an excellent guess. It's wrong, but that was an excellent guess. <sighs> ho-hoke is a fantasy fiction thing. Uh, it was in John Hodgman's areas of expertise... <laughs> Areas of my expertise. Uh, it's the large flying state inhabited by a mix of bird people known as the Thunderbirds and German American settlers. No! <laughs> it's from one of the only books I've read in the past 10 years. <sighs> <sighs> the deep shame I feel right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is incalculable. <laughs> is it, It's as though I made the. Uh, dicks out for memnon joke in front of my grandma like <laughs> it's she was like mm. Mm, i disapprove your podcast is boring <laughs> this is boring to me <laughs> i hate right. dicks out all right well last last one last Let's, one which serves no purpose all right rj last one project cybersin all right project cybersin mm-hmm. is a fantasy thing uh-huh that takes place in the Shadowrun universe. <laughs> and uh, a group of street samurai have to <laughs> make their way up a powerful businessman's tower uh-huh. to reach the top so that they can get to the satellite and broadcast the resistance's signal. That signal, the movie Grease. Mm-hmm. This is some real snow crash shit you're talking about right now. <laughs> and once they find their way up there, the elf in the party's like, God, I love Greece. I love Greece so much. And then They're up there and, just hand jiving. Yep. And then, the, and then the dwarf looks at him and goes, you elves are completely correct. Greece is amazing. <laughs> and then he starts hand jiving too. And uh, it's only after they have uh, transmitted the signal that they are ambushed by... Uh, a series of of trolls okay and chased back down the tight uh tower the leader of the party the lead street samurai looks back and says go grease lightning (laughs) and they all have to get out of there double time it out of there yeah okay that sounds like a a real fun um oh what are they called when you have a role-playing thing that's already pre-made for you campaign setting jesus um But uh, Project Cybersyn is actually a real life thing. Oh, I'm doing so bad at this game today. <laughs> I'm sorry, you only got one right today. Um, so Project Cybersyn is a project from the early 70s from the Chilean government. Uh, this was under a socialist regime, and they wanted to create a neural network of all the government-owned businesses in Chile. The idea was that with better data, they could make that socialism thing work better. That's how Skynet gets started. <laughs> you hear that, socialists? It was made of a bunch of telex machines and a uh, and a badass-looking Star Trek room that looked fancier than it actually was. <laughs> and a Casio watch. 
Uh, unfortunately, um, we'll never know if Project Cybersim would have worked because the Chilean government was overthrown before they could finish it. Ah. So I'm showing RJ a picture of the very cool Star Trek room that controlled what would have been Project Cybersim. Wow, that does look uh, maybe a little bit more wood paneling than the average uh, <laughs> Enterprise ship would be. Uh, but other than that, yeah, chairs, uh, little blinky di- diodes. Yep, it's it's uh, it's a pretty cool thing. Uh, I had not heard of it before. So, uh, RJ, I'm sorry that you lost this week. It's you don't seem shame. very sorry. You don't seem very sorry at all. I always lose your games. And uh, on that note, on that comeuppance... It's time we should take a break, I think. Roll for initiative. It's me again, Trilby Port Pie, for Trilby Port Pie's Adventures Emporium. Come take a peek behind the screen at some of my latest magical finds, such as the Amulet of Empathy is ornate, golden, engraved with the image of a teardrop. The value of this piece is incalculable. Also, it makes you feel the emotional pain of each person you slay in combat. But enough about that. The Restful Curious is a lovely bit of fighter's armor, perfect for napping. It's made from hard-to-find polonium, the most durable and cuddly material in the realm. Lastly, I've got the Chef's Knife. It will allow heroes to vanquish parsnips, topple potatoes, lay waste to tin cans, and still cut paper-thin slices of tomatoes. Such powerful magic. So remember to backstab your friends and steal their treasure so you'll have plenty to spend at Trilby Pork Pie's Adventurer's Emporium. Welcome. Where were you, listeners? You weren't here. I looked everywhere. I've been here for about four or five hours. You were gone. I know where they were. Where? Earth Woods. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> okay, well, Ran, uh, since we're back and since I've got you, uh huh, I think I'd like to play a little bit of a game with you. Okay. And it is uh, currently, as of the time of this recording, it is Veterans Day. Yes, it is. So shout out to our veterans uh, here and abroad. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks for being veterans. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, And with that in mind, I have a soldier-themed... Okay. Know Your Google. All right. Uh, Some classic Know Your Google. Yep, some classic Know Your Google. Now, if you haven't listened to the show or haven't heard an episode with Know Your Google, here's how it works. I'm going to run a series of five interrelated searches uh, around the common topic of soldier I'm going to run searches through Google on various tabs, and Rayan is going to guess what pops up. I will. They'll be like little uh, guys you smash with hammers. That's the kind of popping up I'm expecting. Yeah, this game is basically whack-a-mole. Yeah. Okay, well, first up in Know Your Google, Soldier Edition, I have for you Soldier 76. Ah, of the uh, Overwatch franchise? Yeah. Yeah, you've played a little bit of Overwatch. I have played some. Not a not an effusive amount, but... Uh... Yeah, we both played it for a little while, and um, uh, we were playing with some friends, and uh, everybody kind of stopped playing. <laughs> also, I'm terrible at Overwatch. I don't think that you are, but that's, a, that's an argument 
for off mic. <laughs> I have this weird thing where uh, if I get smashed at a video game all the time, I don't tend to like to play it very much. I understand that. Uh, which is weird because I keep hearing people say and write articles about uh, Overwatch is great because even if you lose it, Overwatch, it's still so fun. I like, mean, it is. I mean, like, the matches are, are over quickly, you know. What game are they playing? Eh, I don't think it's not fun, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, so Soldier 76. I have searched Soldier 76 under the shopping tab. Ooh. And I have here for you a Overwatch Soldier 76 cosplay costume. Uh, <laughs> just the coat with the gloves. Now, the coat appears to be uh, at least faux leather. Uh-huh. It's a very, like, um, motocrossy-looking jacket, as I recall. Very much so. Now, uh, what is the retail price of the Soldier 76 costume, just just as gloves and jacket, guess, within $5 without going over? Okay, first things first. Does it look really nice? Like, with good stitching? I did make it a point to find one that looked pretty good okay because i would you weren't wanna, giving me like a stapled on i wouldn't want to buy one if it didn't look good you know, like i, yeah. I wouldn't want to buy one that was like hey check out my cardboardium alloy <laughs> uh soldier yeah. 76 i got some cosplay. construction paper and i stapled it to this jacket um okay oh, oh was that darth vader <laughs> that was a pretty good darth vader i mean i think it was darth vader Go listen to I'm a Bad Guy from Space, if you haven't already. Um, that's one of our back episodes. Yeah, one of our classic bits. Classic to me and maybe me alone. Um, <laughs> all right, within five buckaroos. A nice so- Soldier 76. That's so many S's. I hope it came out real nice in the audio. Uh, jacket, how much is it? I'm going to say $100. Bum, 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 bum. I'm sorry, you are incorrect. You have overbid. Dang. Uh, the correct price is $92.98. Oh, I feel like I was so close. You were very close. Shit. I'm sorry, but this is not uh, Trivia Gasper. You get one guess. Urgh. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, well, next up in Know Your Google Soldier Edition, Okay. we have Ellen Ripley. Right, yes, of the of the uh, Alien franchise. Correct. Now, uh, I've searched Ellen Ripley under the books tab. Oh, man, I bet there are some Alien books. Oh, there are some winners. <laughs> Which one of the following is not a real book that pops up when I search Ellen Ripley? All right. Alien Woman, The Making <laughs> of Lieutenant Ellen Ripley. Okay. Female Action Heroes, A Guide to Women in Comics, Video Games, Movies, and Television. Okay. What are rules and laws? (laughs) Wait, what? Wait, what? They don't know what rules and laws are. No, but what does this have to do with Ellen Ripley? (laughs) Shrug is what he says. Yep. Uh, And Queen of Xenomorphs. The exploring exploring the birth aspects of aliens. Okay. We're looking for the odd duck out here? Yes. All right. I feel like what is law and order or whatever it is that you said? 
what is laws and papers and documents? <laughs> uh, what are rules and laws? What are rules and laws? I feel like that is such a random thing that that has to be something that actually came up during your Google search. Um, I'm going to say the, the, the one you made up was Queen of the Xenomorphs. God damn it. I stuttered too much as I said it. <laughs> I gave the game away. Yeah, kind of. I blame I, I blame myself. <laughs> I have no one to blame but myself. And you, Ellen Ripley. So what is that? What does our rules and laws have anything to do with? Oh, it's written by a woman named Ellen Ripley. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. It's not exactly an out there like name. No, I guess not. Then again, Khaleesi won't be an out there name in like 20 years. <laughs> Not her name. That's her title. Anyway, um, I know people are naming their children Khaleesi, though. You're okay. going to go to a kindergarten classroom one day and be like, this is Jeffrey, and this is, you know, Matilda, <laughs> and this is Khaleesi, the think, white kid. I think you've got it all backwards, Rand. <laughs> I think they're going to be like, this is Khaleesi, and this is also Khaleesi. We got Khaleesi A, Khaleesi D. And this is Jeffrey, and all the other kids turn and look at him, and they're like, Jeffrey, that's a weird name. <laughs> uh, okay. As long as the Aiden Cadens and Jadens are dying out, that'll be. Oh, yeah. They will have all died from like, I don't know. Oh, I don't want the people to die. I just want the naming convention no, to, to no. go away. They will have all died from like parkour accidents. <laughs> parkour accidents. <laughs> and like craft uh, moonshine tastings gone awry. <laughs> Okay, well, next up in Know Your Google Soldier Edition, I have Guile. Uh-huh. You, you had it, and then you <laughs> lost it. Much like me trying to make my way through the name of Queen of Xenomorphs, <laughs> as I stuttered on it just now. Um. But yes, uh, you do mostly have that right, uh, and Guile's theme does go with everything as we have yeah, found that's out. Yeah, that's the internet meme I know. Mm -hmm. My favorite one was the guy do the uh, KFC commercials with the guy eating a chicken. He's like, and a chicken, and a chicken, and he's he's like waggling his head, and it's beautiful. Go watch it. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, when I search Guile, yeah, under images, just the word Guile. Right, because that's also like a, a trait a person could have. Mm -hmm. Which, oddly enough, guile, not somebody as I think of <laughs> having a ton of guile. Fair enough. Okay, but when I search guile under images, how many of the pictures are of guile from Street Fighter? Right. Five. Five are of Colonel Guile with his distinctive broom top haircut. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Damn. In the top ten, I'm afraid all ten pictures are all guy. ten. All ten pictures. All ten pictures. People, oh man, that's some serious flat top in that in like that third one down on the left there. It looks like he's wearing a hat. Uh, well, moving on then. In Know Your Google Soldier Edition, mm -hmm. we have Carol Danvers. Yeah, I know her. Who's she? Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Currently, she is indeed. Uh, but when I Google her name uh, under the uh, standard old Google tab, yes, first thing one of the first things that populates is uh, just a simple Wikipedia article that lists 
uh, all the different names that she's gone. She's gone under a few. She's uh, gone under a few. Correct. Uh, now. <laughs> and she's a Marvel Comics character, in case anyone doesn't know. Yes. She's getting a movie at some point soon. She is. She'll be being played by Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm going to list four identities that she has gone by. Uh-huh. And I want you to put those identities in order. Oh, shit. Chronologically, in uh, uh, when she took up the mantle, or to, when she took on the name. Okay. Okay? Fuck. Uh. <laughs> Go Ca- on. Captain Marvel. Okay. Warbird. Uh-huh. Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Binary. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's gone back and forth on being Miss Marvel, like, I think from the beginning. I think Miss Marvel was her first name that she picked up because she got her powers from the for- from the former Captain Marvel, uh, who was an alien guy, mm-hmm. Marvel. Mm-hmm. So she was like, "You're my you're my friend. I'm gonna take your name, but this is the '70s, so I did not. I'm not gonna be too aggressive about it. I'm gonna be Miss Marvel." <laughs> All right, so that's the first one. Okay, and so Miss Marvel's the first. And then I'm gonna say. I'm going to say then Warbird. Okay. Because I think she takes that after she gets her powers back from Rogue. I may be conflating or baking up the story. Um, And then I'm going to say Binary because that's the like cosmic thing that she does. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Captain Marvel because that's who she is right now. Okay. Well, you did pretty well. But you flipped binary and warbird. It's I was afraid I was going to do that. Miss Marvel, binary, warbird, and Captain Marvel. Okay, well, last but not least in the Know Your Google Soldiers Edition, mm-hmm. we have Captain America. <laughs> People who were soldiers. This is this is our jizz. Yep. I People were fictional soldiers. I, I could have made it about any kind of soldiers, but uh, this mostly is mostly comic book soldiers. Yep, this is a nerdy <laughs> ass house, so we're gonna we're gonna make it about comic books, video games, and movies. movies. Yep. Yeah. You got a good grab bag of people. I feel like though. Uh, well, Captain America, pretty famous for being a soldier. Yep. And he fought in, uh, of course, World War Two. Hmm. Now, That's his backstory. In uh, Uncanny Avengers number 16 by Jerry Duggan. Uh, Fuck. What? <laughs> pretty recent, somewhat recent issue here. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cable reveals okay. uh, a secret about Steve Rogers' past Da-na-na. and his relationship with Hitler. I don't mean like an amorous relationship, although maybe. Maybe. QC Faison. It's that mustache. It's so beguiling. <laughs> what is the secret that he revealed about Steve Rogers and Hitler? Okay. That he is the reason that Hitler was saved from drowning? That he was the reason that Hitler has one testicle? <laughs> that he's the reason that Hitler has chronic flatulence? <laughs> or that he is the reason... That Hitler is afraid of cats. <laughs> These are all really great um, <laughs> theories. I like the idea of Captain America being told, Cap, 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 Cap. You remember how 
Hitler just could not stop farting. That's all on you, baby. That's how I imagine Cable said it, because he's a real funny type of guy, that Cable. Oh, yeah. He's hilarious. <laughs> the real cut-up of the Deadpool Cable books. Okay. I want it to be chronic flatulence pretty badly. Um, but I think what would be, what it probably is, is he saved him from drowning. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Damn. He is the reason in Marvel lore. In Marvel lore. Yep, according to Jerry Duggan, that hit, or I mean, maybe Cable's just making this up, of course. <laughs> uh, just to be, just to be jokey. Um, he is the reason Hitler has one testicle. Okay, did he kick the other one off? <laughs> I think that's the implication. They there. crushed it. Yeah, with his like, he threw his shield <laughs> very precisely. I was gonna come up with like a good like uppercut line for like a 1940s comic. Um, America says, "Take this in the sack, Hitler." <laughs> chunk, <laughs> chunk is the is the this sound is the effect. Sound effect bubble. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, the interesting thing about uh, that particular question is all of those are real Hitler facts. <laughs> Hitler was chronically flatulent and took 28 medicines to combat that Damn. flatulence. He was saved from drowning before he became uh, the Fuhrer, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was afraid of cats. I could see it. He doesn't seem like the type of dude cats would be into. They're like, nah. Mm-mm. No. No, I don't. I don't like you, Hitler. I don't like. I don't like all your racist ways. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm gonna go out here and go make some really racist Siamese cat songs. Oh God, yeah, cats, man. We done them wrong. Yep. Even though everybody wants to be them. Yep. It's a problematic film. The Aristic. The Aristic cats. Well, you had to expect <laughs> it because, like, that's the punchline of a really long terrible joke about cats like you prattle on for like 20 minutes with all the grossest body humor and sexual (laughs) humor and then at the end you go what's the name of the act and you're like the aristocats yep that's the thing um (laughs) well uh ran that means that you have gotten one out of five on know your google uh i think that means uh we have tied this week i guess so uh, so we can be together losers that battle of the sexes nobody wins today oh does anyone ever really win in that oh i guess not nobody wins the battle of the sexes (laughs) except i guess um marketing individuals i'm not sure maybe so (laughs) well i think uh, on that we'll go ahead and take a quick commercial break and uh, you'll want to stick around because when we come back we've got some fun things to go out on Hail and well met, brave adventurer. It is I, Trilby Porkpive, Trilby Porkpie's Adventurer's Emporium, here to ask, nay, beg your gracious charity. It appears my inventory is waning, and I would ask a small boon of you. Perhaps you would be so kind as to lend your old pal Trilby a few platinum, who aided the re-establishment of the Emporium, of course. You won't. Well, that's disappointing. All I have left is this pod of never-ending casting. You wouldn't buy it, would you? What's it do? 
it's a wondrous little item that allows the user to hear the voices of two or more disembodied beings. Some are informative, some amusing, some of them prattle on and on to you about reviewing them on iTunes, whatever that is. You'll buy it? You really are a hero. I gotta go, gotta repay my notebookie, which is what I call my accountant. Doing commerce, doing real commerce at Trilby Pork Pies Adventures Emporium. And I wish you merry end of the show, part of the show, darling. I like this one. Thumbs down. <laughs> Thumbs down, Pandora. Skip it. Give me another one. <laughs> I only like it when they're backwards. Oh, okay. I'm I'm a real carpenter's hipster in that way. I'll try again. I'll try again. Hold okay, on. Okay, please. Tumultu, tumultu, GMP. Tumultu, tumultu, GMP. That's the good shit there. Uh, so we got to the end of the show part of the show, RJ. We certainly did. We made it. Um, what do you want to go out on this week? Uh, what I want to go out on this week is uh, a little something different. I want to uh, urge everyone out there to be safe. I know this is a very difficult time that uh, the country is going through. If you're feeling uh, endangered, I would advise you to mm -hmm. seek uh, the closeness of friends, family, loved ones, and uh, uh, most of all, just keep keep your chin up. We will we will get through this. We're better than this. Mm -hmm. We can be better than this. We mm -hmm. will be better than this. Remember, in two years, please. Yes, absolutely, and above all else, friggin' vote your asses off. Mm-hmm. Um. So also, if you're listening to this program, I'd like to urge you to, of course, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. If you can't do that, that's cool. Uh, just tell people about the show. Retweet the links or just listen to it. Uh, I'm just glad that you've taken the time. But if you are letting people know, also let them know that we're in addition to iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. And uh, you can listen to us on straight from our website. And with that, I'm going to ask Rayanne. Uh, what do you want to go out on this week? This week, uh, I'm going to let you all know where to find us on the internet. Other than, uh, I guess, right in your ears right now. You can find our website on www.govmanpod.com, where you can find all of our episodes for download, and you can stream them right off of there. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash govmanpod. You can find us on Twitter at govmanpod. Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at RAE underscore gun. Yes, and I am at Upscale Hobo. Right now, uh, maybe you don't want to look at my timeline. It's a lot of really uh, angry stuff. Right now. <laughs> yeah, RJ's, RJ's not happy. I mean, nobody is, but nobody in this house is, I guess I should say. Somebody somewhere is happy. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's still funny. It's angry but funny, RJ. Anyway. So, uh, this week as you go out into the world and uh, think solemnly about the future, <laughs> as you go out and, and see your friends and family and make some good memories for this week, other than 
you know, bad ones for last week. Yes, as you arrive back at your home to find those loved ones there mm-hmm. waiting for you. And they look at you and say, where have you been? <laughs> and uh, you'll just look at them and you'll say, back in the woods. Back in the woods. <laughs> uh, as you're doing all that, I want you to remember that Big Brother is watching you. And he thinks you're boring. and like several other dictators were afraid of cats because <laughs> cats don't like they're like no i don't want to listen to you i'm not gonna do what you say i'm gonna <laughs> go i'm gonna go like spray all over your furniture and then tear it up with my claws fuck you I you have, know i have no respect for you pure <laughs> call that the eastern theater i call this the western my butt western butt oh yeah <laughs> Oh, you call that the Wehrmacht? I call that the my blood in your face. <laughs> my blood in your face. The Luftwaffe? Let's call that my butt. In the sky on your face. <laughs> you call the that Blitz the SS? Blitzkrieg in my butt. <laughs> you call that the SS? I call that the ass ass. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> my butt in your face. Is this still cats talking to Hitler? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, all I want to talk about is butts today for some reason. <laughs> RJ Butts Kreiner, that's feel, what they call you. I feel like this must be uh, National Butts Day yeah. in addition to... You're just feeling very silly, I understand. I'm sorry. I think my back of the woods still <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. She said it like that, which is gonna like back in the woods. Like it was like some sort of like back in the woods. Like she's like a like a comedic like parrot. <laughs> okay, off. yeah, I was gonna say it was like a comedic punchline. Is what I was mm-hmm. gonna say. Like, what oh. do we do? That that back in the woods. Back <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> it reminds me of like something. It would be somebody's catchphrase on a fucking sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you talking about? <laughs> back, talking in about? back in the woods. Back in the woods. And then the audience is all like, ah, ha, 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 ha. she said the thing she said. And then she cheeses it across the stage like, <laughs> mugging for the camera. Back in the Woods is brought to you. Back in the Woods is taped in front of a live studio audience. You're saying as if it's all one word squished together. Book of the Woods. Back in the Woods. Before there was Bob with the Bob, there was Back in the Woods. In the woods, the woods, the woods, dig it, dig it, dig it. Well, we got some stuff for the end takes now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what may or may not be the name of this episode? We'll say it might be called Back, Back in the, the Woods. Wood. Back, Back in the, the wood. Woods, all one word. Back in the Woods. Back in the Woods.